chapters six through ten of the second book of the kings from the holy bible in modern english translated by ferrar fenton this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by mark penfold chapter six the student preachers afterwards said to elisha you see that the place where we reside with you is too small for us let us go therefore to the jordan and each one of us take a beam from there and construct for us a residence to settle in and he replied go but someone asked will you not consent to go with us and he answered i will go so he went with them and they arrived at the jordan and selected the trees but while one was felling the timber the axe fell into the stream so that he cried out and exclaimed alas oh master it was borrowed but the man of god asked where did it fall so they showed him the place when he seized a stick and thrust it there and floated the iron and said it floats for you when he stretched out his hand and took it at a time when the king of aram was at war with israel his officers advised him saying fix your camp at such a place but the man of god sent to the king of israel to say guard the passes at that place or the king of aram will encamp there the king of israel therefore sent to the passes which the man of god had intimated to him and took precaution and guarded them not once or twice consequently the heart of the king of aram was depressed about the matter so he summoned his officers and asked them can you inform me who is advising the king of israel when one of his ministers answered does not your majesty know that elisha the preacher who is in israel instructs the king of israel about the things that you talk of in your bedchamber then he said go and ascertain where he is and i will send and capture him and they informed him saying uh, he is in dothan he consequently sent cavalry and charioteers and a powerful force who advanced by night and surrounded the village but the man of god arose early to go up to worship and went out and saw a force surrounding the village with cavalry and charioteers when his attendant exclaimed to him o oh, master what shall we do but he replied fear not for there are more with us than are with them then elisha prayed and asked ever living open his eyes and let him see and the ever living opened the eyes of the youth and he saw and perceived that the mountain was covered with cavalry and chariots of fire surrounding elisha and descending with him then elisha prayed to the ever-living and said afflict these heathen with a blinding dazzle and he afflicted them with a blinding dazzle as elisha asked then elisha said to them that is not the road and this is not the road to the village march after me and i will lead you to the man whom you seek but he led them to shomeron and when they came to shomeron elisha said to the ever-living open their eyes that they may see when the ever-living opened their eyes and they saw they were in the market-place of shomeron the king of israel however asked elisha shall i cut them off shall i assail them father but he replied you shall not assail them assail those you capture by your sword and your bow set food and water before these and let them eat and drink then go to their master he consequently spread a great feast of food and they ate and drank 
then he dismissed them and they went to their prince and the troops of aram did not again invade the land of israel it was after this that ben hadad king of aram collected all his forces and came up to besiege shomeron a great famine consequently came in shomeron while the siege was against it until an ass's head was sold for eighty pieces of silver and a quarter cab of peas for five silvers and once when the king was going to the wall a woman appealed to him saying help your majesty when he replied the ever-living help you for i cannot help you either from the pantry or cellar the king however asked her what is the matter with you when she replied this woman said to me give me your child and we will eat it to-day then we will eat my son to-morrow and she boiled my son and we ate him but when i said the day after give me your son that we may eat him she hid her son when the king heard the words of the woman he tore his robes as he went on to the wall and the people saw sackcloth was upon his body underneath them and he exclaimed may god do so to me and add to it if the head of elisha ben shaphat shall stand upon him to-day so he sent a man from his attendants now elisha sat in his own house and some gentlemen sat with him and previous to the arrival of the messenger to him he said to the gentlemen take care for this son of murder has sent to take off my head look there the messenger comes shut the door send and keep him outside the doors for is not the sound of his master's feet after him and whilst he was speaking to them the king arrived and said this trouble is from the ever-living why should i longer trust on the ever-living chapter seven but elisha answered hear the promise of the ever-living by to-morrow at this time a saw of flour shall be a shekel and a saw of barley shall be a shekel at the gate of shomeron an officer on whose arm the king leaned sneered at the man of god and said ha if the ever-living opened windows in the skies could such a thing happen but he replied you shall see it with your own eyes but you shall not eat of it it happened there were four men lepers outside the gate and one man said to his companion wherever we turn we shall go to death if we say we will go to the city the famine is there and we shall die but if we turn to yonder they will kill us however let us proceed to the camp of aram if they let us live we shall live but if they kill us we can but die they consequently rose up encouraging themselves to go to the camp of aram and arrived at the outskirts of the camp of aram and found no one there for the almighty had caused to be heard in the camp of aram a noise of chariots and a sound of cavalry and the sound as of a great army so that each said to his comrade don't you see the king of israel has hired against us the king of the hittites and the kings of the mitzrayim to come upon us they consequently arose and fled from themselves and abandoned their baggage their horses and their asses in the camp as they were and had run for their lives and these lepers having come to the skirts of the camp entered one of the tents and ate and drank and carried off silver and gold and clothing and furniture and hid them then they returned and came to another tent and carried off from there and went and hid it at last one said to his companion we ought not to do so now for this is a day of good news yet we are silent and if we wait until dawn of day they will discover our fault and then they will come and catch and report us to the palace of the king 
they therefore went and called at the gate and informed them saying we went to the camp of aram and saw neither a man nor a sound of men there but only of horses in stall and the tents as they were the watch were consequently called and they reported it to the king from their communication so the king arose in the night and said to his officers inform me now what do you think aram is contriving against us they know that we are famishing so have they gone from the camp to entice us into the open field thinking they will come out of the city when we will seize them alive and enter the town then one of his officers answered and said let them take the five remaining horses that are left to us for they are like the whole lot of israel that are left to her they are like all the crowd of israel that she possesses and send out and ascertain they consequently took the chariot horses and the king sent after the army of aram ordering to go and examine so they went to the jordan and found all the road full of accouterments and arms which the soldiers of aram had thrown away the messengers therefore returned and informed the king then the people went out and plundered the camp of aram and a saw of flour was sold for a shekel and a saw of barley for a shekel as the ever-living had said and the king appointed the general upon whose arm he rested over the gate but the crowd trod him under foot at the gate and he was killed as the man of god foretold when he spoke to the king when visiting him for it occurred as the man of god said to the king foretelling a saw of barley for a shekel and a saw of flour for a shekel shall be bought at this time to-morrow at the gate of shomeron when a general sneered at the man of god and said ha if the ever-living made windows in the sky could such an event as this come and he answered you yourself shall see it with your eyes but you shall not eat of it but yet it came to him for the crowd trod him underfoot at the gate and he was killed chapter eight elisha also warned the lady whose son he had revived for her arise and go yourself and family and stay where you can stay for the ever-living will call a famine and also bring it upon the country for seven years the woman therefore arose and did as the man of god commanded and went with her family and stayed in the country of the philistim for seven years but when the seven years were ended the woman returned from the country of the philistim and came to appeal to the king for her house and land while the king was speaking with gehazi the attendant of the man of god and asking tell me i pray you all the great things elisha has done and he was relating to the king how he had restored the dead to life when the woman whose son had been restored to life appealed to the king about her house and land gehazi therefore said your majesty this is the woman and this is her son whom elisha restored to life the king then questioned the woman and she told him when the king committed her to an officer with an order to return to her all that was hers with all the produce of the estate from the day she left the country until then elisha afterwards went to damascus when ben hadad the king of aram was sick and it was reported to him that the man of god has come here the king consequently said to Hazael, Take a present with you, and go and meet the man of God, and inquire of the ever-living through him, if I shall recover from this sickness. Hazael therefore went to meet him, and took a present with him of all the best in Damascus, loaded upon forty camels, and went and presented himself before him, and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, has sent me to you to ask, Shall I recover from this illness? when elisha answered him 
Go, say, you will not live, for the ever-living has shown me he shall die. He, however, fixed himself before him, and stood stiff with insolence. Then the man of God wept, when Hazael asked, Why do you weep, sir? And he answered, Because I know what cruelty you will do to the children of Israel. You will set fire to their towns, and murder their youths with the sword, and tear their infants to pieces, and rip up their women with child. Hazael, however, exclaimed, What is your servant? Is he a dog, that he should do such horrible things? When Elisha replied, The ever-living has shown me yourself, when king over Aram... He then left Elisha and went to his prince, who asked him, What did Elisha say to you? And he replied, He told me you should recover. But some days after he took a towel and dipped it in water, and spread it over his face, and he died, and Hazael reigned instead of him. In the fifth year of Joram ben Achab, king of Israel, Jehoram ben Jehoshaphat began to reign over Judah in conjunction with Jehoshaphat as kings of Judah. He was thirty-two years old at his coronation, and reigned eight years in Jerusalem, and went in the way of the kings of Israel as the family of Achab did, for a daughter of Achab was his wife. Thus he did evil in the sight of the ever-living, but the ever-living did not desire to wreck Judah because of David his servant, as he had promised to give him a light from his descendants for all time. In his days Edom revolted from under the control of Judah, and crowned a king over themselves. Joram consequently advanced to Zair and all his charioteers with him, but Edom advanced by night and defeated his outposts and the commanders of the chariots, so the army fled to their homes. Edom consequently revolted from under the control of Judah to this day, and Libna also at the same time. The rest of the affairs of Joram, and all that he did, are written in the history of events in the days of the kings of Judah. When Joram slept with his fathers, he was buried with his fathers in the city of David, and Achaziah his son reigned after him. In the twelfth year of Joram ben Achab, king of Israel, Achaziah ben Jehoram began to reign in Judah. Achaziah was twenty-two years old at his coronation, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem, and his mother's name was Athaliah, a daughter of Gomri, king of Israel, and he walked in the path of the house of Achab, and did wrong in the sight of the ever-living, like the house of Achab, for he was connected by marriage to the family of Achab. When Joram ben Achab went to war with Hazael, king of Aram, at Ramoth-Gilad, the Aramites defeated Joram. King Joram returned to be cured to Jezrahal of the wounds which the Aramites had given him at Ramoth, where he fought with Hazael, king of Aram. So Achaziah ben Joram, king of Judah, came to visit Joram ben Achab in Jezrahal when he was ill. Chapter 9 Then Elisha called one of the students of the preachers, and said to him, Gird up your waist, and take this flask of oil in your hand, and go to Ramoth-Gilad. When you arrive there, seek out Jehu ben Jehoshaphat ben Nimshai, and go and separate him from his companions, and take him with you to a private room. Then take the flask of oil and pour it upon his head, and say, Thus says the ever-living, I have consecrated you king over Israel. Then open the door and fly, and do not delay. So the youth, the young preacher, went to Ramoth-Gilad. 
when he found the generals of the forces sitting together, and said, I have a message for you, general. And Jehu asked, To which of all of us? When he replied, For you, general. He therefore arose, and they went to his house, where he poured the oil upon his head, and said to him, Thus says the ever-living God of Israel, I have consecrated you king over the people of the ever-living, over Israel, and you shall cut off the house of Achab your master, and execute justice for me, for the blood of my servants the preachers, and the blood of all the servants of the ever-living from the hand of Asabel, and destroy every palace of Achab, and cut off from Achab every male and female or infant in Israel. For I will make the house of Achab like the house of Jeroboam ben Nebat, and like the house of Basha ben Achaiah, and the dogs shall devour Asabel in the streets of Jezrahal, for she shall never be buried. Then he opened the door and fled. When Jehu returned to his master's officers, they asked him, Is all right? Why did that mad fellow come to you? And he answered, You know the man and his talk. But they replied, It is a lie. Come on, tell us. He consequently responded, He said this and that to me. Thus says the ever-living, I have consecrated you as king of Israel. Then they rushed, and everyone took his robe and folded it under him on the platform of the doorsteps, and sounded the trumpet, and shouted, Jehu is king! Thus Jehu ben Jehoshaphat ben Nimshai conspired against Joram when guarding Ramoth Gilad for Joram from Hazahal, king of Aram while King Joram had retired to be cured in Jezrahal of the wounds which the Aramites had given him in the fight with Hazael, king of Aram. Then Jehu said, If that is your intention, let none escape from the town to go to report in Jezrahal. Jehu then mounted and marched towards Jezrahal, for Joram was staying there, and Achaziah, king of Judah, had come to visit Joram. A watchman, however, was posted on the tower in Jezrahal, and he saw the squadrons of Jehu as they advanced. So he cried, I see squadrons! Joram ordered, Take a horseman and send to meet them, and inquire if all is peace. A horseman therefore went to meet him, and said, The king asks this, Is all peace? When Jehu replied, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me! The watchman again reported, saying, the messenger arrived at them, but does not return. Then he sent a second horseman, who came to him and said, The king asks this, Is all peace? When Jehu answered, What have you to do with peace? Turn behind me. Again the watchman reported, saying, He arrived at them, but does not return. And the driving is like the driving of Jehu the son of Nimshai, for he drives like a madman. Then Joram exclaimed, Harness! And they harnessed his chariot, and Joram, king of Israel, went out with Achaziah, king of Judah, each in his chariot, and advanced to meet Jehu. And they met him at the farm of Naboth the Jezreelite. And when Joram saw Jehu, he asked, Is all peace, Jehu? But he answered, How can there be peace while the whoredoms of your mother Asabel and her personings are so many? Then Joram turned his hand and fled, and exclaimed to Achaziah, It is a rebellion, Achaziah! Jehu, however, seized his bow and hit Joram between his arms, and the arrow passed through his heart, and he dropped down in the chariot. Then he said to Bidkar, the general of his guards, Lift him up and fling him out on the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite, 
for remember when i and you were riding together after achab his father the ever-living laid this burden upon him as i saw the blood of naboth and the blood of his sons last night says the lord i will repay it to you upon this very farm the ever-living declared so now take and fling him on to the spot according to the word of the ever-living and achaziah king of judah saw it then he fled towards the garden-house but jehu followed after him and shouted him also they wounded him in his chariot at the ascent of the summer-house at iblam but he fled to megiddo and died there and his officers carried him in the chariot to jerusalem and buried him in the graves of his fathers in the city of david it was in the eleventh year of joram ben achab that achaziah had begun to reign over judah but asabel heard of the coming of jehu towards jezreel so she painted her face and adorned her head and looked out of a window and when he came to the court she asked had zimri peace who slew his master but he raised his face to the window and called out who is on my side who when two or three eunuchs looked out to him then he shouted throw her down so they threw her down and her blood splashed the wall and the horses who trampled upon her then he entered and ate and drank and afterwards said pick up that damned woman and bury her for she is a king's daughter they therefore went to bury her but found nothing of her except her skull and feet and the palms of her hands so they returned and reported it to him when he remarked hm, it was the sentence of the ever-living which he delivered by the means of his servant eliah the tishbite saying upon the vineyard of jezreel dogs shall eat the carcass of asabel and the carcass of asabel shall become dung upon the surface of the ground of the farm of jezreel so that they cannot say this was asabel chapter ten there were seventy sons of achab in shomeron therefore jehu wrote letters and sent to shomeron as if from the nobles of jezreel and the counsellors and nobles of achab to say when this letter comes to you you possess the sons of your prince and chariots and horses and a fortified city and an arsenal therefore choose the best and handsomest among the sons of your prince and set him on his father's throne and fight for the house of your prince but they were very much afraid and said two kings could not stand against him so we cannot resist him therefore the governor of the palace and the governor of the city and the counsellors and the guardians sent to jehu to say we are your servants and we will do all you order us you must make the best man in your own opinion king over us he consequently wrote a second letter to them to say if you are on my side and will listen to my word take the heads of those men the sons of your prince and come to me at this time to-morrow at jezreel the sons of the king were with the nobles of the city who had educated them when this letter came to them they took the sons of the king and slaughtered the seventy persons and put their heads in baskets and sent them to him at jezreel and a messenger came and reported to him they have brought the heads of the sons of the king when he replied put them in two heaps opposite the gate until morning when it was morning he went out and stood and addressed the people and said you are all honourable men you know i conspired against my master and killed him but who assailed all these so you can learn now that not a word of the ever-living will fall to the earth of all that the ever-living spoke against the house of achab but the ever-living will do what he threatened by means of his servant eliah 
then jehu executed the whole of the nobles of the house of achab in jezreel and all his great men and all his friends and his priests until not a remnant was left he afterwards arose and advanced and marched to shomeron when he reached the shepherd's shearing house on the way jehu met the brothers of achaziah king of judah and asked who are you and they answered uh, we are the brothers of achaziah and we are descending to visit the king's son and the sons of the nobles but he commanded seize them alive so they seized them alive and slaughtered at the pit of the shearing house forty-two persons and spared not a single one of them as he marched from there he met jonadab ben rechab coming to meet him and he addressed him and asked is your heart right with me as my heart is with your heart when jehonadab replied it is if it is give me your hand so he gave his hand and mounted to him on the chariot when he said go with me and see my zeal for the ever-living and he rode with him in the chariot when he reached shomeron he assailed all the princes of achab in shomeron until he had destroyed them according to the sentence of the ever-living that he pronounced by eliah jehu afterwards assembled the people and said to them achab served baal a little jehu will serve him much therefore now all you preachers of baal all you servants of him and all his priests come to me every man in his station to make with me a big sacrifice to baal every one who is not in his station will offer an insult to jehu but jehu did it cunningly to destroy those servants of baal therefore jehu said proclaim an assembly to baal they accordingly proclaimed one and jehu sent through all israel and all the servants of baal came there was not a single one who did not come and went to the temple of baal and filled the temple of baal all over he then said to the superintendent of the wardrobe bring out uniforms for all the ministers of baal and he brought the uniforms out then jehu and jonadab ben rechab came to the temple of baal and he said to the ministers of baal search and examine for fear there should be among you any ministers of jehovah for i will expel all except the ministers of baal then they entered and made sacrifices and burnt offerings but jehu had chosen for himself outside eighty men and said the man who allows one of these fellows whom i have prepared for your hands to escape his life shall be for his so when they had finished making the burnt offering jehu commanded the infantry and their officers advance charge let not a man come out then the infantry and their officers charged with the sword and went to the sanctuary of the temple of baal and they brought out the columns of the temple of baal and fired them and threw down the temple of baal and turned it into a dunghill to this day thus jehu swept baal from israel however jehu did not turn from the sins of jeroboam ben nebat who caused israel to sin from the worship of the calves of gold that were at bethel and at dan consequently the ever-living said to jehu because you have done well and right in my sight according to all that was in my heart that you should do to the house of achab four of your descendants shall sit upon the throne of israel jehu however did not continue to walk in the laws of the ever-living god of israel with all his heart he did not turn from the sins of jeroboam who made israel sin in his days the ever-living lessened the boundaries of israel and hazael conquered from them upon all the borders of israel from the jordan eastward towards the sun all the country of gilad the gadites and reubenites and manassites 
from Aroar upon the river Arnon, with Gilad and Bashan. The rest of the affairs of Jehu, and all that he did, and all his achievements, they are recorded in the history of the events of the times of the kings of Israel. When Jehu slept with his fathers, they buried him in Shomeron, and Jehoiakaz his son reigned in his place. The period that Jehu was king over Israel was twenty-eight years in Shomeron. The End of Chapters 6-10